everything. You got restless leg? Restless yeah. legs? Yeah, but I mean, even when I'm just sitting here, I'll be, I'll do this all day, and someone will be like, "Yo, stop shaking!" Like, I ain't even real. Stop mm. shaking. And that, that's on my dad's side. I had an aunt, his sister, we rock in the seat like this. We'd be like, "Yo, are you all right?" She'd be like, "Oh, I ain't noticed." And my dad, he rocks in his sleep like this. I'm like, "In his sleep?" Yeah, I would know that as a little kid when we used to crawl in the bed, but I'm mm. he'd be. He'd be like, Yo, what's Got the wrong music man? going while he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. We thought he was fighting somebody. <laughs> Peace, kings. Peace, King. Peace, King. Peace, King. Peace, King. How y'all feeling today? Man, I'm blessed. But, you know, another crazy week, though. Another crazy week as we are entering the second week, uh, at least. Second quarantine week, Yeah, right? second yeah. quarantine week, right. Wait, so is is just weeks just going to continue to escalate like in craziness? Well, I think so. I think what's happening is is that the number of cases and the rate of infection is still increasing, right? It's not slowing down. So Not just that. I think it's outpacing everywhere. Well, I think we have more cases now in the United States than any, anywhere, anywhere else claims to have. What, yeah. what I mean is I think our curve is the steepest so far. Could be. I think so. I think so. I think so. Oh, my gosh. Crazy situation, crazy situation. Yeah, so, we. I mean, we were even contemplating whether or not we get together and do this, right? Right. We we didn't know if we should, if we shouldn't, but I think our love for the people. <laughs> Pause. We, love y'all. <laughs> no, nah, I love that you gotta love the people. Yeah, we the did people. it for y'all. We did it for y'all. We came together and said it would be better that we give y'all some content than for us to stay home and an outlet, right? So yeah. you know, get in touch with us. Three Kings at threekingstalk.com. There you go. And uh, let us know how you feel, how you're dealing with the whole situation. Um, you know, I think we need to, or maybe one topic of discussion is, you know, how do we go forward uh, as a general population? What What are the changes that need to be implemented uh, going forward? You know, socially, politically, mm-hmm. economically. Well, I do think one of the things that I, I'm beginning to realize is, uh, I think this internet thing is going to have to become a, a utility. I agree with that completely. I agreed with that before this. Whole yeah, thing. before. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that this coronavirus has forced uh, America or this society to really think about in the forefront. Like, you know, uh, the internet as a utility. I'm sure many people have held these views before, but now it's like, get it? You understand why now? Yeah. You see why? Yeah. And, uh, I think that is something that we as a society are going to have to really, we should do. We should really examine that and, and you know, look at the internet as a utility, make that available. But for everyone. where do you think the resistance to that idea is coming from? I think there's a couple areas that it's coming from. Um, you know, people are entrenched in capitalism being the only way and, you know, and I mean just regular people, regular consumers. I'm not even talking about producers. I'm mm-hmm. talking about consumers, and they just are comfortable with consuming, and they feel that capitalism is the way. You know, not saying it's not, not saying it is, but that's how they feel. So that's part of it from the consumer perspective, and then from the producer perspective, it's we want to keep making, you know, our funds in the same way that we've been making funds. You know, we want to go back to to our normal because that's how we know how to best uh, make profit. I think. Yeah. I think that's, in this society, that's always the bottom line, right? The profit. Um, But look at what they're doing right now. 
It's not a capitalist idea. Not at all. But most people don't know that, though. And that's the crazy part. Like most, I think I, I, I said something on um, Facebook the other day. It's like crazy how everything Bernie Sanders was articulating, right? We have to really come to terms of doing it, And they're doing it now in the name of an emergency. Right. Right. But. But it, you see it. Yeah. The, you, the, the one, of, one of the things I'm, I mean is um, economically, Bernie or like-minded people pronounce a healthcare system and they're like oh that's gonna be 30 trillion we can't pay for that mm-hmm. and now because of a pandemic there's 30 trillion dollars to help give money back to these companies that we see as essential mm. so why is it you know that our health isn't as important or our nation's health isn't as important as the airline or the hotel industry. Well, I read something this morning. Um, somebody said that the reason why healthcare is tied to your job is because they can continue to make money off of you if they can keep you healthy, mm. right? So it's like uh, machinery. If you can't fix the machinery, you're not going to continue to dump resources into it to try to fix it. You're going to get rid of it and buy something new. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought it was an interesting perspective mm-hmm. because from our perspective, those the worker perspective, we don't look at it like that, but we are essentially the means of production. Right. right. But think about what people should do with machinery. You maintain it so it doesn't become yeah. a degree of error. I'm just trying to tell you why. Yeah. You know, I agree with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like anything else, your car, your house. Right. You, you got to maintain it because if you don't, then it's going to come to a catastrophic situation. Right. Where mm-hmm. we are now with coronavirus, where we didn't take the necessary precautions so that it didn't become the pandemic that it is now. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So I just don't see how you can continue to resist it, even like before this happened. Well, we have I to identify understand. who's doing the resisting. Right. Before this, I couldn't imagine like a public being like, uh, in an, I, no, you should pay it. Or the the uh, extreme other end, people that say, I should be able to pay more. So my speed is faster than yours. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I do understand it as a service. But if, if you're a plate, if I feel like if you're a country like America mm-hmm. and you, boast about your wealth and your ability part of part of what should really be a calculation of your wealth is being ignored like infrastructure and internet infrastructure and people ability to get clean water like these things that should be considered wealth is being like dumped on i don't know what you mean by considered wealth what do you like for for our for our country to be considered wealthy we could say our roads um plumbing across the nation oh so you're saying like like first world status you know we're a wealthy nation Mm -hmm. that is not a a a developing nation we have infrastructure that's in place that is maintained exactly okay i see what you're saying that like so you say we can't even have the claim to be a first world nation if we can't take care of these base things not just take care of it but dump on it yeah yeah flourish flourish with it 
Right. right. And it, but mm-hmm. they're actively on the ruining it. On the forefront of 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 technology and innovation in these areas, you mean? Right. Like yeah. or or basic things. Like look at Flint. Like that shouldn't happen if you're a wealthy nation. But again, it, it's a, it, to me it's about where you place your values. Right? What happens in Flint would never happen in a predominantly white community or a predominantly wealthy community. Right? I think that our nation has a history of um, leaving folks out. No, Just but that's what I mean. Yeah. So, so like a a, a plant um, that develops some sort of waste that's like a toxic waste. There's no conversation about where it'll be dumped because if you don't have money, it's gonna be dumped by you. Mm-hmm. And but in the larger connection, it like as a wealthy nation. You can't be. We should have infrastructure for that. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. To right. deal but it's not figured waste. out. Yeah, but I think what you're highlighting is a, where people place their values. I don't think people place their values there. I don't think people. When I say the the, the power structure, or you know, our infrastructure in America is terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember listening to a report on uh, American bridges. Yeah, and they got a grade of a C. Mm. You know, like. Why a C? We're riding on bridges every day that are not up to their most optimal or not up to uh, its fullest strength or whatever, however you want to term it. But, you know, I think that we live in a society where certain things, certain items uh, are placed at higher value and certain people are placed at higher value. And some things Let's talk like the Internet, right, that Mm -hmm. I'm hoping becomes seen as more of a utility Mm -hmm. has been seen for the most part as an accessory in our society. Right. It's a it's a and in those folks who are deemed wealthy and worthy of that accessory, they get access to access and all the benefits to it, while those who are not as valued in our society don't have it. So like right now and the reason why I picked that is because. I teach at a college. We're about to go online as a result of uh, COVID-19. But we have to keep in mind that we have uh, some students who do not have access to the Internet. Their only access to the Internet was when they could come on campus. On campus. Um, and um, so we as teachers now have to keep that in mind of uh, uh the uh, staff, the the administration has asked us to keep that in mind as we move into uh, an online, basically an online campus. Mm-hmm. There were uh, in the process. I think I remember there were these companies who were offering free internet for a time being. Mm-hmm. If, if students called this number, that number. But again, what it says is we as a nation have the capability to do this stuff. We just don't value it like it should be valued. That's why now we're in this crisis now it's revealed that we've had the ability all along to make the internet a utility but we just the value of it if we if if the internet is continued to be promoted as an accessory and available to those who are deemed worthy quote unquote worthy enough to get that accessory then those who are in charge of that can continue to profit off the you know well let me pose this then um and I don't know if I would say it's a counter view, uh, but it's a question and counter to that view, right? If you say that about the internet, can't you say that about most things, which you might be able to like electricity, uh, gas, oil, uh, 
those things. But if you say that and you think that those things should be a utility, do you think that there should be an it should be a no cost item for people to receive these things, or is it a lower cost because they're subsidized by government from a utility perspective? And so uh, it's not of you know I don't understand or know where you're going with you know how do people who do not have means get access to these things. Um, if it's not run by a private organization. Mm -hmm. Can I answer that real quick? Sure. Yeah, I feel like... (laughs) I want welding to answer. (laughs) I feel like I'm the extreme left in this view because, like, I don't think that a drug company should be allowed to profit as they do for certain drugs like i think that is to heal folks i feel that that's the worst i feel like that's the worst thing you could do if you're in medicine and you're literally holding somebody's life hostage what i what i can say Mm -hmm. is i appreciate the amount of mental amount of work to get there Mm -hmm. but if you're gonna start using like a like something that happens a seven dollar drug that saves people life and just inflate it to like 10 times the cost just because you can like you're fucked up <laughs> like you shouldn't be allowed to do that well i mean we were talking about this earlier about the intro and outro beat that we we're looking to purchase right mm-hmm. um last week or two weeks ago before all this craziness went down the price was at five dollars and now that people are home and looking for other avenues of revenue uh, they may be entering into, you know, music or online broadcasting or whatever it is. So the price went up to 16. That's 300 percent. Yeah. Um, you know, that's part of the and I'm no economist, but that's part of the law of supply and demand. Demand goes up. Price goes up. The question is, when you remove those things from private organizations, what's the incentive to innovate? Right. Because a lot of these medications, let's take that. For example, since you mentioned mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals, take a lot of R and D, and that costs a lot of money to go in and have the proper um, skill set. One have the proper equipment to the time and the know how to try different combinations of molecules mm-hmm. to get the right thing to affect it the right way, whatever. That's the vast majority of their costs is R and D. Well, no. Uh, advertising is a vast majority right. of the cost. Yeah. But other than that, it's R&D, right? right? So where does the incentive now come in if that's all in, say, government hands? Because what's R&D? Research oh. and development. I'm, okay, okay. <laughs> Just for whatever listeners who may not know. You oh, know, uh, R&D. I, he got me looking at him crazy. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying. I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, that, just yeah. <laughs> research, research and development. If y'all could have saw the look he gave me, man. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> Dag is <laughs> Like, yo, don't you stop me, man. Are, are you serious? Are you serious right yeah. now? Yeah. yeah. But just for our listeners. But yeah. You're, so you're, that's my question. It's like, yeah, I understand it's all well and good, you know, to get everybody access to all of these things. But then we can. No, let, I'm not. Those I'm not, are the questions that we have to address. Right. right. I'm not 100% against um, people making money for their efforts. But there's certain things I, you know, I, the way society is, the, the dependence on certain things, I feel like if we're going to move forward, we have to agree that these baseline things 
um you know whether whether you'll be rewarded for those works or um i won't say that you won't be but it's got to be i think it's got to be different than we have now it's got to be some sort of compromise between those two systems like it i don't because right now if you look at somebody that's willing to jack up a price of a pill 40 times when people need it the most it's not that it's not that um you know uh, i i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm losing my thought mm-hmm. but i i feel like if you if you do it at a time that puts a majority of your people or the people that'll use it mm-hmm. unable to use it mm-hmm. then that is that's some sort of marry of the measures you know it, you can't a hundred percent vulture somebody on it with like jack or you know three hundred times like it's exorbitant. So you think there should be some regulation on it? I feel like there should be, or or, or not not say some but more regulation. A because more fa- these a more fair regulation right. that doesn't just leave this um, person who's been using this thing for three years for life saving drugs to then be cut off. And then they're die, and then you don't. But you know, so all right. So say we don't cut. Say we don't cut how how much you can jack up the price. There's got to be some sort of um, pay back to a person that you've done wrong. No. Explain like, on, like, on what like, what do you mean? Like you 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 increase the price, they can no longer afford afford it. your drugs, uh-huh. and they die. Ain't no payback there, bro. Right. There's this family that. So you mean some remuneration? For should the have some remuneration. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we we got to do some before it gets to that point in the first place. Yeah, we got to maintain, like you were saying before, right? We can't be reactionary. We have to be. We have to do something from the beginning. And I think that. I think I'm even. I might be even more to the left than to, to, than you, um, Andrew, because I believe that one of the things that contributes to price gouging and all that stuff is greed and selfishness that i believe is permeates our society i think we are we we now i must say society i know other people feel like it may not be society maybe human nature but i feel like our society has really taught us to really look at the individual and what's best for the individual how can i make the most profit the most i mean i remember in 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 school playing what's that game the trail uh oregon Oregon trail is that where you had to stop like get dysentery or or, (laughs) i might be getting confused maybe was it lemonade stand it was something they gave you all these systems yo it's 95 degrees outside how much do you want to charge for lemonade right Mm. and the whole point of it was i played this game and it was like elementary school the whole point was Based on all these factors they gave you, they wanted you to figure out how would you make the most money. So, like on that particular example, it's it's sunny, it's 90 degrees outside, and you're going to have a lemonade stand. You know, you have an option how much you want to charge for uh, a cup of lemonade. Now, I remember I used to say stuff like, hey, if you make it five cents, you're going to have more people willing to buy that five cents. So, Mm -hmm. you make more. But I remember the partner I would be would be like, no, man, you got to make it 10 cents, 20 cents. So, you make more. more, And and I'm just saying that I didn't realize that that's what the game was. I was thinking about it from, I remember in my household, hey, man, we can't afford some of this stuff. If you make it at a, a decent price, maybe. For a longer More period of traffic. time. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it'll come. But all that to say, I think that um, um, 
when we look at what when you look at profit profit benefits that particular whether it be that individual company or that individual person mm. and i really think that uh, it may be too late for america but we have to shift our thinking to say that when we're trying to figure out who benefits it has to be broader than an individual like if you really try to figure out i'm doing this because our society will benefit from the use of this more than how will I benefit? Yeah, but how do you, I mean, you talk about, we got to drill into that a little bit because you talk about whether it's human nature or whether we're taught. And that's that's a huge topic of conversation in and of itself. Right. But the problem, that's where it stems from, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get somebody to change their uh, importance factor on something that benefits society rather than just benefiting themselves? I mean, I think it is human nature to survive, to live. Right. Um, and then to thrive. And, you know, I think the reason why that, uh, capitalism has worked so well for America is because it is in alignment with human nature more so than any of the other economic theories. Well, well, explain like Denmark then. Well, 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 I'm mean, just saying Denmark. Why they have that that name? Or no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Denmark is supposedly when they did this. Uh, um, I don't know how they did this study of the happiest nations in america right, right? And it, and denmark and yeah. switzerland sweden, I think. sweden that's yeah. it, not switzerland yeah. denmark oh, and sweden because they're homogenous well no, maybe that's that might be part, part of, of it. it that's a big part of it that's part of it and i think and, and we got to talk about, i think that's an issue for america too that america has promoted herself globally multiracial multi-religious multi-ethnic as a this is a nation where anybody can come right. and be successful but when you accept every anyone, I'm not saying that's a problem, but you also have to recognize that people are coming with variations of standards. There's, It's hard to create any one standard when you're saying this is for everybody. So, yes, I think these nations that are homogeneous, that that has that contributes to it, I think. But when you look at Sweden and Denmark, these are not capitalist nations, though. Right. And I'm saying that to say if it's human nature, right. these nations that were voted the happiest or whatever— and and I, I I when I look at the researchers, I want to know how many of them went on the African continent, went on the you know places where the people are of, of color are dominant. I don't know, but if we're saying like people in Denmark and Sweden are the happiest in the world, these are people who are not living in a system where that's built on you know individual profit. So it's Trump. dependent on what your metrics are, right? Yeah. Because if your metrics is happiest, which is Something that is that can't be defined. You know, it's not really quantifiable, but mm-hmm. I guess in some measures, measures it is. But yeah, I don't know what their metrics were in the study. It's easier to um, quantify GDP, right? So mm-hmm. it depends on what your metrics are. If it's if it's happiness, if it's the amount of money that you're producing, your income, you know how how wealthy your people are. You know, it's dependent on what those end metrics are, which is which will determine. Uh, you know how you're rated in that system. I, you know, I, yeah, they may not be. I don't think they are completely non-capitalist. They are. They have socialist aspects to them, right. but right. I think they're still somewhat capitalist systems. So which is, I think, what we're we're trying to right. talk about it's getting. Got to right? be more of a marriage for for a, a greater amount of people or a greater type of people. Uh, because the variations in America are that much different. And I think the difference between Denmark and America is in Denmark, they're able to see their neighbors 
as themselves right. much easier. Right. So they don't have the 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 benefits of a multicultural society that we have, right? But they don't have the drawbacks either. Right. And so we have to figure out for ourselves. I don't think it's fair necessarily for us to compare the United States to any other country because I don't really see any other country that has... Like United the, States does it all the time, though. The heterogeneous uh, makeup that mm-hmm. we have right. here. And I'm not saying that we're all blueberries and rainbows, right? Because we're not, obviously. But we do... The fact of the matter is we have a bunch of different types of peoples and cultures that reside in the same physical boundaries and structures and work together on a day-to-day basis. But, but those uh, are the measures that United States use to tell the the world that that's why it's the best nation in the world. That we are a multicultural society? Multicultural. That you can be but from anywhere is, and everywhere and come here and be successful. And, well, no. Have a, an opportunity to be successful. Yeah, yeah. That's different. This is an aspect. But I that's think. not how they promote it. I hear what you're saying. It is different. And saying it is different, but I'm saying how they promote it to the world. Hey, if you're struggling, come here. But that's what I think is different about when the Statue of Liberty was gifted to us and verse now. Mm-hmm. I feel like when um, it was gifted to us, that was the idea because the uh, an underlying aspect of back then was um, you'll if you're white, you're all right, and and that that was what's going to build the country. You know, but now we are that multicultural um, melting pot. And all those people that read that from the Statue of Liberty want to make it happen now. And I feel like that's what's sort of on the way, you know, is that you will get the words from, you know, bring us your tired masses and and the whole idea, but for a greater variation of people and to build on top of that i feel that there is no other country where you can go as a minority and have an opportunity for success like you can in the united states it's simply because they're so homogenous that you're automatically ostracized i remember i went to montana many 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 years ago and i went outside we were just doing outside things riding bikes going to the mall whatever Mm -hmm. And it was like I was a circus freak. Like people were just looking at me, and I'm not a shy person. Well, they don't see it every day. Yeah, but it over the three three or four days, the first three or four days that I was there, I I became insulated. I was like, I don't even want to go outside anymore because I felt so uncomfortable. <laughs> so I'm saying that to say that if you bring, if any minority culture goes to a different majority culture. They're going to be, not, I don't want to say ostracized, but they're on the fringes automatically, right? You have more of a chance coming to the United States to blend in, make a carve a lane for yourself and do all right than I would say any other country, whether it be a language barrier, whether it be a cultural barrier or anything like that. Well, so, what if I go into a social, if I go into a country that has social and political systems that are more equitable so no matter where I what I look like, if I move Treat into this country, like yeah, yeah, if I go into this country that already has created and set up political and social systems to be equitable, it doesn't matter. I mean, you may look at me strange or feel or or may think I look strange or come from strange places, but it doesn't prevent me from having access to the things that everyone else is supposed to have access because the way these things are redistributed 
is more equitable. So, so yeah, I can agree with that. And I think we need to define those things that are required for people to have an even starting ground. And let me say this about, and I know we've taken this from Corona into this, but I, I, I want to say that I know in the whole globalization process, right? America is seen as that nation in the lead because of the way she promotes herself as a, you know, this nation where you can come here and as you said, have the opportunity, they tap into individual success. They, they try to tap into the, that individual success yeah. story yeah. that you can come here and be more successful. You can distinguish yourself from the rest of the pack, from the rest of the crowd. You can come here and have an opportunity to be rich. But what, what America doesn't tell you is in that process, though, just like America can create classes of uh, 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 an elite class, right? There's going to be folks who are not going to make it, who are going to be poor, who are going to be impoverished under the same system. Um, so, I, I mean, all that to say, I think coronavirus has really uh, forced me, I think, to to really look at the fact that America has been capable of doing a lot of the things that I believe would bring forth more equitable, uh, more equitable lifestyles for its citizens. Well, that's the point of this conversation, right? right? We, we're talking about the things that need to change going forward. Right. So we started talking about, you know, the healthcare, right? We started with that. We started talking pharmaceutically when Drew was talking about the, mm -hmm. the drug prices and things of that nature. And then we started talking socioeconomically, right? Uh -huh. um, and comparing it to other nations that have these uh, more socialist structures that kind of, I don't want to say underpin, but accentuate whatever their their base uh, political structures are right yeah. so so I think it's all important to talk about because these this is what the conversation is what what do we do going forward to make us better prepared for situations like this I right? definitely have an idea and it, I can't claim it as my own because I was perusing no, the take social that shit, networks. Take that. That's yeah it was <laughs> definitely me I put it out there <laughs> so but what the idea was that uh, America should not have any more billionaires. If you make money in excess of nine hundred and ninety nine million, you might get your taxes cut because you then have a limit on your money. But then you get a more the incentive to make more is you are in, are rewarded to the government to make options for other people. Hmm. So give us an example of that. So the idea is that person, that bright shining star, has made their money, and mm -hmm. they're about to get to nine nine nine. Hit that nine, threshold. Nine, mm -hmm. They now get to an incentivized type of life that that can be even more incentivized by how much they gain. So it's still a capitalist system, but it has a, protections a, a protection to help. A greater amount of people. A socialist net. It has a socialist net. A uh, upper net, because a net was always looked right. like something uh, so that catches you from, from. Yeah. So a net. I mean, it's so a ceiling. ceiling. There, you can your your gains will still be calculated mm -hmm. as your two billion, sixty-two billion, what it have. You. But you're saying above a billion, they're going to be calculated at a much higher rate. At a at a at a much higher rate that keeps you personally. Under a billion, but the benefit for you to make more is that 
there's aspects now of your life that will be incentivized even at a, a at a different rate. So what's what what's an example of yeah. uh, aspect of their life? Because this is drives to the point that I'm making. People need to be incentivized to continue doing. You something. have to be incentivized. Yeah. Otherwise, when you reach that threshold, you're, gonna stop. you're gonna find Cayman Island type deals right. that hide your money. Right. 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 So the idea is that you get to your billion, and that's your rate forever, the rest of your life. But if you do, for say for instance, that next year you do one point five mm-hmm. billion, yeah. that that half a billion isn't taxed at the same rate as your first bit. As taxed at a lower rate, you're it's, saying it's it's taxed much less. Okay, it's taxed much less, and then you know it's still rudimentary. I just thought it was interesting. But say you have different um, categories after that billion, you might have. You know, to keep that person that made that nine hundred ninety nine to stay at that that point five from one billion to point five has a rate of maybe I don't know, you know, just throwing something out there forty percent. But what's their and incentive? Then, Go ahead. And then from one point five to two billion, you're then that extra is not going to be forty anymore. It might be twenty. Okay. That but, but, you could put towards your like personal? a business opportunity or you know something. That's developed wise. So you're saying if they have, if they're taxed less on the amount above one billion, they have to put that. They get an an incentive personally, but then they have to put that towards some greater good. That extra money that they have. That's maybe a government, you know, government related or it could I guess it could be private as well like a business or a project or something like that it's on you know what it actually sounded like it actually sounded like a Cayman deal mm. but in the same nation you're mm, working in mm, so. so it's not so much that it's off and gone mm. it's that now it's at a point or if you have excelled that point there you have an ins- you're I guess invested on another level into the country so yes it's 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 raw it was a a rough idea but when i got to thinking about it i thought you know maybe there is you know aspects of it that could be implemented yeah yeah i I, think we definitely have to flesh that out i don't know what their incentive would be because like if you're if you're capped at a billion Right. What first of all, what's that cap? How are people going to say you got to stop making money? But then if they make more than that, you know, we're saying that we got to use that that amount over a billion to do something for the greater good. Right. Is that what you're saying? It would be or a portion of it. Yes, it would be in the most simplest terms. Yeah. But then but then what is their incentive to go ahead and make above that billion? Like they got to get something to give something. Well, you won't get that incentive until you do make a billion. Right, but what's the incentive? What what do they get out of it? Yeah. What is the incentive? Is the incentive being taxed at a lower rate? Are you saying that's what the, the incentive greater is? greater than a billion, yeah. You get a lower rate, the greater above a billion you get. Right, but then they got to give a portion of it or they got to do something. They're mandated to do something with a portion of it above a billion? That's, that's been, you know benevolent to the country in, in nature. That's an interesting theory. I just I would love to see, you know, how that would work out. And that's honestly, I think with the, not even, I don't know if it's our generation, maybe the generation after us, I think these are the questions that they're going to have to answer, yeah. answer and yeah. have to deal with. Yeah. Because I do think that the <clears throat> future generations are a little more communal 
less individual, some, let me not say all, less individualized. But I, I, I do think, again, when we look at how do we get people to want to value something like that, I think it's hard if you're if you're born into an American capitalist way of life and you've been that way for all your life. I think it's hard for you to all of a sudden shift and say, well, I got to look and see what's good. What's that oppression John, you said before? Who? Said privilege it? and oppression. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when you have privilege, you know, when you when you're privileged, the fight for equality, I mean. When you have privilege, equality feels like oppression to you right? because you've been privileged all your life. You've had these gains that people who have been oppressed haven't had. So when you try to equal the playing they're taking field, me for, they're right? taking our job. The pri- yeah, the privilege seems like, oh, I'm being oppressed. But that's I'm going to be real. That's how white that, that's how Trump got in office. Privilege, folks. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but but. Certain, he tapped into that. That was his campaign. He tapped into the absolutely, fact that absolutely. he was telling into the fears of the predominantly majority. white men. Right? Yes, was the they called it the forgotten man? No? Yeah, they were calling themselves the forgotten. And it's an old strategy because Nixon tapped into the same strategy at the end of the civil rights movement. He used the other, same strategy. Yeah, yeah, the southern strategy. But it, 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 there's there's another side to that too, and maybe this is the centrist part of me coming out mm-hmm. which is kind of you know in contrast to what you guys are talking about but there's another side to it white folks white men are blamed for a lot of society's ills and if you just think about it from that perspective and if you are blamed for it you're just gonna be like all right then go do it yourself but the you problem know? is they haven't let nobody do it themselves white that, men yeah i'm gonna say isn't that the reason they've been they've blamed? been in, no 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 the, what i'm saying is this is the reason why part of the reason why they voted for trump in such wide swaths right is because not only did they tap into those dog whistles that you're talking about mm-hmm. but they did legitimately feel like every other aspect of society blames them for all of society's ills so i'm not saying whether they're right or not but they f- they felt that way and i i feel like they felt like president obama was i well, the way i saw what was happening and i don't i have my critiques of president obama as well but this notion of well if if white men or white folks aren't in the discussion of how to have certain rights extended to them, mm. then they interpret it as automatically being left out. When it's like, no, you're not being left out. If somebody else is, if, if the leveling field is trying to be caught up, if they're trying to make it more equitable, that doesn't mm. mean you're left out. That just means we're, you're left alone. Mm. That don't mean you're left out. We're, that we don't have to do too much shifting here. Because you're already there. Yeah, we're trying to make it equal. And yeah. I just feel like they have a hard time. I'll just say even being left alone because being left alone for them, they interpret it as being left out. Hmm. And uh, and I think Donald Trump, as far as how he got his base, he tapped into that. He recognized that and right, he used that. Yeah, he used that. So and it was easy to use that against President Obama because President Obama was a black man. It would have been harder to yeah, use that a physical strength. manifestation. Yeah, of phys- it. Yes, yeah. it would have been harder to make that argument against another white man and he would have had some ease i don't know if it would have been as easy as how it happened for him with obama but it probably would have been uh, uh, done with some ease if it was a woman as well anybody that was outside of that white man group right anybody else it was easy to make that argument but But i still don't forget i mean i understand 53 percent of white women voted for trump too that's still where the argument comes from though i mean that's still what he does now 
Oh, that, of course, that's, that's his base. A, yeah, that is who he's tapping into. His no. base. That's why he'll he'll demonize. The name calling. Is, yep, he'll demonize. Yeah. He's called. He'll call the Democratic Party the Party of Socialists because not not because he understands that most people don't even know what socialism means. They just know it's something bad. Most right. people don't something know what right. it means. It's a it's a it's a, it's right. a curse because, word basically. Yeah, because all that we're yeah. doing right now and all that we're discussing as far as coronavirus and and how we're going to make things meet. These are socialist attitudes, mm-hmm. socialist practices, mm-hmm. right? Making the internet available for all, mm-hmm. having to, you know, so we, having the government yeah. send out yeah. some money to help you. Yeah, you know. there's a, there's a we have to sort of reorganize and start to see now what are these things that weren't included in government purview that need to be included in government purview. Mm-hmm. And and I agree. I think this whole virus situation needs allows us to reevaluate um, what else it is that we need to include in these situations. I totally agree with that. But, you know, it has to be, I think, an inclusive type of thing. That's part of the whole deal. It has to be more inclusive on both sides of the deal. We can't say on the on the conservative side that we can exclude those who have a voice on the more liberal side. And on the liberal side, we can't exclude those who have more conservative voice right. either. It needs to be a bigger tent on both sides Cause, because cause I, we're all affected by this. I tell you what, right? I will play devil's advocate right now. And the New York Public Library has free Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And now they're plagued by um, um, the less wealthy, unable to get their own Wi-Fi services, getting into there, getting on the computers and watching porn. Mm. And that's not something that uh, you necessarily prepare for when you think you about. You can't regulate that in the library, though. You can't make those sites. What are you gonna? What are you gonna do? No, you, the library you is the bastion of, of freedom. You books, information. That's where you get it. So I mean, I, I I can go. I mean, you don't think they could? Let's just say I'm talking about porn now. They couldn't right. say you cannot. We're gonna block it where you can can't watch web uh, porn How sites. How can you? It's a library. It's where you go get information. Well, I mean, on a technical I, level, you can do some of that, but you're never going to be able to block all of it. Well, I can, yeah, no, but I'm saying there's some sites that you could block. Like I can't go to school and. But what I'm saying is, site blocking is isn't that's is un-American. Saying. Okay, that's what you're saying. Yeah. The censorship. It's, is, yeah, it's and he's saying that the library is basically the, the place where you go to get information. So this is what happens right. now. Right. right. So the the only thing I mean for me, I'm saying. Okay, maybe there's a over twenty one section in the in the library now, you know, because you don't want necessarily people on the general floor. Are you next saying to that the- porn is now a utility? <laughs> <laughs> Research wise, it could be argued. It definitely could be argued. Mm. I I cannot say it can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm because, because of but no, freedom of information. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think people should be restricted from seeing whatever it is that you know. Right. It's available. Like, yeah. Right. That, but if you that, make it a... So, u- okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. If you make it a utility and you make these things available... Like, I think a computer should be uh, something that everybody has access to. Like, in this society, the way we move, the way we operate, it's hard to... You know, the problem is people can't get their head around where is that... And this is where some of the benevolence could come from, from a company that makes over a billion. You so, then gener- you then donated mm. how many computers? So let me, let me ask this now. Uh, this is one of the um, topics that's, that's a problem or is a question on how we're going to deal with going through this whole thing. People can't or are being laid off in droves. This is the biggest unemployment spike 
in the history of the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Agreed upon. Um, so they don't have the income to pay their rent or their mortgage for where they live, right? Um, I personally uh, have a property that I rent. Mm-hmm. And so now if my tenants have hardship and can't pay their rent and, you know, I'm not saying whatever rules have come down, I think they're good. You mm-hmm. know, no, uh, you can't evict anybody for 90 days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're com- contemplating rules about not having to pay rent. Mm-hmm. They've done that with mortgages, uh, yeah. with the mortgage companies, right? Um, but my point is this. If you're saying the internet is should be a utility, whether or not people pay a smaller amount for it or they don't pay for it at all because it's a necessity in society. Well, what also is a necessity in society is shelter. Of course. So are we now saying that, you know, shelter is something that you need, therefore it should be a utility as well and subsidized and and or you don't pay for it. It's not something that you pay for. It's something that's provided to you. So under, and you know, you guys do the research on me if you don't want to take my word for it. Under Gaddafi in Libya, mm. I believe everyone was afforded a home. Okay. He looked at it as a utility, a necessity. He was building homes before he would even house his parents. I'm saying in the transition. Mm-hmm. He looked at housing as a necessity. And this is what I'm saying. The perfect example of where America's priorities were was when, for me, when I heard President Trump say he wants to get this economy back on track. And he made this announcement that by Easter, let's go work. Yeah. Like, no matter what the status of Regardless of the, of the situation. Right, regardless of the status of coronavirus, yeah. I want to. That, to me. That's was, where his priority that, was. Yeah, that's the perfect. But that, I think, historically. That's America's priority. Mm. Even in the Great Depression, the first thing that FDR does when he becomes president is I got to address the banking crisis. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to address poverty, Mm -hmm. homelessness, right? Mm -hmm. Foreclosures, hunger. I'm not addressing that first. I got to put these monies in. But I'm saying all that to say in our society, we put these values. Like how can somebody, if if you're really talking about living a life, how can somebody live in any society without shelter? Yeah. You can't. can't. And in the way our society operates now, it's almost like, like, how can they live without, how can you expect, expect them to be a productive citizen? I said in quotations, how are you define If they don't know how to operate or utilize a computer on any level. Yeah. Right? Everything, every job we have at the very basic end. I mean, I remember growing up when we, it was when I was growing up that you had to start putting that on your resume, right? Like basic skills in microsoft yeah, word all yeah, this, you know, microsoft. Yeah. but that when I we were coming up this yeah, many words per minute. right like you start seeing where the computer was becoming that much more of an integrated but, into yeah. it yeah but now if you don't know how to work on computer you yeah. can't do nothing yeah 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 true and if 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 if, if society is going to continue to develop in that way yeah. i do think it's a responsibility not just on the individual but if it's the responsibility on some level i think a lot of level of the government if it's a just and fair government to ensure its citizens meet the standard that that particular society is saying you need to to function well there's definitely uh legislation definitely cannot keep up with technology so things are um evolving a lot more quickly in technology than legislation can keep up with Mm -hmm. um but what you're talking about and correct me if i'm wrong is really a redefinition of american society yeah i don't think that america as how she defines herself 
as far as where we need to go, America couldn't call herself America anymore. Well, well, then what are the things? Because, all right, so we talk about housing, shelter, right? Food security would fall into that, right? Yep. Healthcare would fall into that. And we've seen that the government has the capabilities to provide these things. So what are what are these other things? Because if 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 the point of this conversation is to talk about the things that we need to change going forward that have elucidated what we can do because of a situation like this, which What's would make life thing? better going forward for the American society, what are those things? Put it this way, and I'm going to say this, communalism. That's what America I'll, needs to move I'll, towards. I know they won't. I know. I put it this way. I know that's a harder thing to sell America because America's ideas, you, the in, individualism, you don't have to follow a program and mm-hmm. be a certain way. But what I will say is that individual or not, we can agree about clean air, clean water, education, healthcare. Like that, I feel like even if you do just those. I think I feel like a lot of the other things will flesh out. But I think the wealthier you are, the more you have those arguments. Donald Trump, as a wealthy, I guess, wealthy businessman, he has eroded a lot of those protections on a federal level that were implemented. No, I know. So for me, I'm saying you're saying you think everybody could agree on it. I'm saying I think there's enough people in power who will give you an argument as to why we should. No, I know, agree. but I I feel like. I feel like their arguments have been fleshed out um, with with historical um, with his, historical uh, documentation. So there there's a the theory of trickle down works because the idea is that you can make people do better for the which is an interesting a- aspect of conservatism right now is that you want to give the money to the most wealthy because they can create them opportunities for most people but that's to me worked. that sounds like a handout and that's the same it is. It's and, it is and that's yeah. the same thing that they argue against right right it is so so if you turn that idea into one that's more like there's a cap and you actually have to make the money trickle down it could work it's actually it's actually like the same system but trickle down won't work though name. I hear what you're saying because I, it just won't work because under a capitalistic system, right? Right. If you're talk- capitalism, but the one I was talking about okay. earlier, okay, where you have a cap on a certain. Oh, you're amount talking about your, okay. and you actually have to trickle it down. Yeah, but the, uh, my argument, my counter to that is, what's the incentive? Like, right. I don't feel right. like I have right. a good idea of what the incentive for somebody to produce over that amount of money. And is. I don't know it. I don't know that answer. Right, we still flushing it I, out. Yeah, I don't sure. know that answer yet. But the but the idea is. Very similar to the idea of of how a trickle down should work in theory. In theory, but trickle down never works because one, when you give the people at the top extra money, they, hoard it. They, they figure hoard out a way it. to keep it <laughs> yes. for themselves. Yes. They don't toilet paper hoarders. Right. They, they keep it for themselves. They don't share it. They don't trickle it down. That's why we have to. Oh, by create- the way, I think I owe you five sheets. So I'll get that to you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, that's money right there. <laughs> money. <laughs> So that's why I think that uh, we have to go from a bottom-up approach because trickle-down does not work when people at the top. Yeah, if you put money in the hands of the people who consume, they're going to consume right. more. Right? That's it. Just keep consuming. I agree. And mm-hmm. that's going to bubble up to the top because those are the people who are they're buying the, the services and goods of the people who provide it. I, I think 
uh, giving it a stimulus to the people is the real way of stimulating the economy rather than giving, like you said. But here's the rub, right? When we're talking about stimulating these different ideas and these theories Mm -hmm. is we have this in in play already, right? We have uh, a different tax rate for investments Mm -hmm. than we do uh, for um, income, Mm -hmm. right? Your income is taxed at a higher rate than your capital gains are, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the purpose is to is to incentivize people to invest in the means of production right. and get more money for their money rather than you know just having in having a balance of of wages uh, be your income versus investing in capital mm-hmm. to and make more income on that. So there has to be an, uh, an incentive for people to invest, yeah, whether it be money, their time, and their labor, I agree. right, to be able to. It, have those programs that will benefit the others. So my incentive, and it, it, I'm just saying personally, what I would like to advocate as an incentive, but I don't think this nation is there yet, is your community, the state of your community, mm. the state of what does it benefit me to be exceptional or to have all this money or whatever, you know, and all this, but the community and where I live, the family or the people around me, they don't have those means. I think the value or the uh, the incentive should be how to uplift those around you. But that's not an incentive. That is the end game. What is the incentive no, 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 no. to? What is the incentive for me? I'm saying to, for me, it is an incentive. No, no, no. I, no, I okay. okay. I, I get that. But what I'm saying is, what's the one? What is the incentive to what now? <laughs> <laughs> you show what now? Um, what I'm saying is this: mm-hmm. low key Simpsons reference, if y'all ain't ready. But what is the incentive for somebody to invest in their community? There has to be an incentive. You're looking for a personal incentive, is what you're saying. Somebody, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, this that's goes back to our earlier. No, no, that's I'm what not, what's going to drive you? But I'm saying I'm hoping that what drives people is not an individual incentive. I'm hoping that the incentive in itself becomes a communal thing. And yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. You're saying you don't think that you that need will motivate. an incentive to become a community for the community to exist and have incentives to do communal things. You're, you're looking for an answer we don't necessarily have yet. Maybe. But, but I don't think I, 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 I hear what you're saying. But I'm saying I think the incentive that I'm saying for me is to see my to put the if 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 here's what is here's what he's saying you're saying that you hope the person inside realizes the benefit of that communal feeling yeah. he's recommend he's recognizing that that doesn't usually happen yes until somebody has a reason to monetarily do it. Right. Of, or some sort whatever of their whatever reason right. is right to do it and and yeah so I, it's the chicken or the egg right. question I guess, what comes first right. you have to incentivize somebody to participate on a communal level to build that community feeling and 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 grouping to be able to get those things done otherwise there's no reason for them to to say yeah i'm going to be a part of this thing i guess uh, I, I guess i can see how you come to that conclusion for me i've i've I, I honestly believe that the community should be one's incentive to see your and when I and it gets how you define community. So for me, I think a lot about my people, the state of of uh, I believe I belong to a particular community, Af- African-American black community. Right. So a lot of what motivates me is, um, you know, how can the black community benefit? And that's just how I define a, a particular community that I'm in. It might be how does 
whatever city you're in benefit. But, you know, for me, a lot of the incentive that drives me is how I believe my community will benefit from a particular action. I think you got to do something like this. I don't know if it's right, but I'm just talking off the cuff here. And that's all we're doing. Like if Mm -hmm. you if you have a community organization and activities that people um, can get involved in, but there is an incentive for that them to get involved so for instance they involve themselves in some sort of community cleanup just for argument's sake mm-hmm. but you will get a $500 tax break if you involve yourself in that that gives them the incentive to do communal work right but then when they do that communal work and they start to see how it benefits them their family and the community Maybe it then rolls on itself where it's no longer needed to be incentivized to do that, but the the outcome of that situation is incentive enough for them to participate. But I think that that would work. I, w- I would look at that skeptically because if let's just talk about this community cleanup. If it took a $500, what you say, tax break yeah. to get you to come and clean the community, once I take that $500 tax bracket i mean break away Away. i'm just gonna be hoping that you would just come i don't know i'm just i feel like that's what you're 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 leading towards is that the fact that we're coming together to as a community to do something beneficial for the community is incentive enough for you to do it my thing but you got to get somebody there first well i'm hoping that when i call for the community cleanup and i can explain why this community cleanup is beneficial to the community Right. I don't ever try to highlight what you might personally benefit. I mean, not, let me Gen- not say that. Gentlemen, here's the deal. You can hold on. Hold on. Gen- let, let me just finish. You can you can you will benefit individually, but it won't be you by yourself. You benefit amongst a collective. I'm hoping that I'm uh, what I'm saying is I'm hoping that would be enough to drive you to come to the community. Gen- Historically, it hasn't been. Here's the deal. It's it's not, not in capitalism. Necess- it's not necessarily at a, it's not necessarily at odds. It would most likely be Rashad's idea would happen first, and then your idea, Walden, is the long term deal. Maybe. Because you get you got to get people out. There but I first. think people are gonna drop. But I see. I think people are going to drop off once you take that incentive away. If people have only, if but then if, people are not going to come if you never given them an incentive well, in the first I, place. Well, I've been an organizer, right? So I've been a community organizer for a while, and I don't necessarily believe in that theory that I've I've seen. An, and now I know community organizing and organizing ain't, aren't the masses, but I know that there are people out there that will. Organized for a cause that, yeah. that does not require a, a, a self benefit. Right, there, right, right. there, right, right. there are, there right. are, but right now, a majority of it happens when something terrible happens. Right, now. right. Not, but not just off of that maintenance. Right. Idea. Like I ain't gonna go on a random Tuesday and you know, not me, but generally right. people are not gonna go on a random Tuesday and involve themselves unless there is some sort of crisis, like you said, right. or it, there's an incentive, like I'm saying. So so they, so they, nobody will do it on a Tuesday to a community cleanup until it's polluted and it's so dirty and it's so bad that it begins to impact your everyday life. Yeah, people don't do things That's until what it happens. Right, I get them. it. No, yeah. I get it. But I'm saying and the proactive approach would be, hey, man, we don't want to get to this point. Right, the maintenance aspect. Right, we're talking we don't want to get to this point, and I'm hoping that the incentive is, do you see what the alternative is? 
Nah. And you have this is this is part of what you have to do to get there. Then you you would have to give people a life where they don't have other worries, right? Because there it's a, comp- a competition mm-hmm. amongst what you need to do for you and your family. It's it's human nature, I think. And if I don't have to worry about putting food on my family, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> putting food on your family, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a that's oh, a, a bushism. There you go. Oh, okay, I mean, yeah. uh, oh. That's what Bush said? Bush is oh, I didn't pay too much attention to that guy. If I don't have to Man, worry about roof over crazy. my head, if I don't have to worry about food put, mm-hmm. being put on my table, uh-huh. then maybe I can focus on those other things. But it's it's going to be a competition of ideas or needs. And if I have a need to go hustle rather than a need to, you know, you know, go clean up the community in this, people are going to default to what they need to do rather than things that will are not necessarily deemed as needs. I just believe that if people always need personal incentives to do the right thing, then we're always going to be in bad shape. I agree, but you got to understand that that's how people are. Well, then we're in bad shape. I, I think we're in bad shape. Yeah, yeah. I, my my, I, I try and I tend to move off the hope that we can move beyond that. But that's not what. How do we move beyond? That's not that? what capitalism does. That's well, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Yeah. If how do, how do we move beyond that? Then you have to begin to teach a value system that does not incentivize individualism, that does not incentivize material. As uh, or equate excess with success, like you have to begin to teach a value system that that promotes equitability, that promotes collectivism, that promotes collective social prog- social upward mobility. Is there are there examples in history? And I'm I'm asking this legitimately because I don't know. Are there examples? Because I would think that some of the First Nation communities would maybe go by some of those uh, uh, things that you're talking about. They espouse those those belief systems that it's a communal thing more than an individual thing. Do we have examples of those things? I think we had some nations that were on their way, but you had other nations who interfered with their progress. I'll say I believe there were many African nations on the way. I think when Ghana gained its independence, Nkrumah tried to in, in, incorporate a type of communalism. Uh, the Congo with Patrice Lumumba. What you begin to see is that the United States, amongst other European countries, they began to see how this would impact their role with these resources that you can find mm-hmm. in these particular areas. And they began to get involved in you begin to see leaders being killed. Yeah, and it's become, the, being it's become the template. Infiltrate. That's what China yes. does and, now, yeah, too. And that, but that's what I'm saying. So do you say that the in this particular instance, the United States' will won out among above the will of it's those countries? Greed. In the past, I, I think it's it greed. And it's it's greed. It's in a, it's it's no it's desire to be seen as the best. It's desire to be seen as the exceptional one. Is that taught or is that innate? I tell you what, there is part of exceptionalism here, and it is part of the test. I feel like the true test will be which side society continues to reach toward, and and that's where I'm, like, I, that's where I'm totally with. We're welding about the idea, and I, I think you're thinking the same thing, is that society should lean towards... He's talking about how to get there, though, right? Right, yes. right, right. Our right. argument is right. how do we get there. Right. 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 right, right, So I feel like it's a transition. It, it's it got to be some measure of incentive to start at least thinking that way. And then once the thinking has been that way, it might take, you know, 50, 100, 200 years. Mm-hmm. We're still a young, a young nation, but the idea is that America 
as a larger whole will get to or my hope is similar with yours Weldon is that well that America will get to that point where it's looking out as what's the best way to go about something like that what's the what's the what's the best way that we're not um dumping on each other to the point where I have to step on you to 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 feel successful like we can raise the floor instead of just raising steps for the tide rises all boats but but i feel like if america ever gets to that point she won't do it being america because what's been fundamental that's what that's that's where a difference is for me i feel like that's the intention of america it's just uh, the original intention was maybe a more homogenous idea of the type of settlers Mm -hmm. type of you know well, Dutch I think that was a problem, though, because even it became when, a problem for us. Yes, but I thought it was, it started off as a problem because from the moment before America was America, there were enslaved Africans here, so you weren't going to have a homogeneous society. Before America was America, there were indigenous right. people here. What happened is those people who are seen as not even the other, they're just not even seen as human. So when you have <clears throat> the Constitution that's being written, when you have things that are being discussed, it's not in the forefathers' minds that. But I feel it is because changes have been made to it. No, 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 no. Because society. I'm talking about the forefathers, though. No, I do. I know. But I feel America as a larger test over time was for society. Through through what means, though? Social movements, Mm -hmm. not individual movements. Mm -hmm. Through social movements, America has had to go back, reflect, amend certain aspects of the Constitution, but it came through social movements. Very rarely. So you think we need the community to become strong or the sense of community to become stronger so that we can continue these social movements in a stronger way. That's the only way it's going to happen here. If if it's not a social movement Mm. where people are 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 leading it not it can't happen if right. it's just a few individuals right. like for lack of a better term bernie sanders by himself cannot lead this movement is this is this the natural progression from a democracy not a democracy i'm sorry a capitalistic society to a socialistic society is this the natural progression like where you get so much wealth that's what lenin said it was where you get so much wealth where now you have to start your new baseline of what base provisions are is different it's a higher level, right? right? Because now you're at a place where you can provide these things to everyone in your nation. And now new heights can be gained from that. Is that, is that what the natural progression from, from a capitalistic society uh, to a socialistic or a, a democratic socialism? Is I that believe, the nat- is that I believe is? Lenin was making an argument, but he was making it for communism. I'm not saying this, but I'm right. saying he was trying to say capitalism is the infant stage for a society mm. and and a nation has to mature mm. his argument was it has to mature into communism mm. now of course if you're a capitalist society you're not going to say that but that's what he was saying that in the infant stage or a democratic and, society or in a dem- yeah but but i'm just saying in 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 a, in a communist society i mean so there are some democratic socialist society so what makes a society democratic right i don't know if you necessarily have to be authoritarian to be communist Mm -hmm. i think that the examples that we see you have authoritarian communist societies Mm -hmm. but i mean it almost you look at what trump has been able to do right even though we know what branches of government he's been able to move and act like Almost. He's the like only he's, one. Uh, yeah, like yeah. he's an authoritarian. Yeah. This is supposed to be a capitalist society. You've seen. Or democratic society. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be a democratic society. 
But a lot of times they make the argument that capitalism has to be associated with a democratic society and communism has to be associated with an authoritarian. I think leadership style and economic system don't always necessarily have to be hand in hand the way they promote it. Right. There's a one. There's not necessarily a one to one. Right. Right. And I'm saying that to say in my studies of African societies, African nations, especially during the Cold War, when African nations did not want to side with the U.S. or the Soviet Union. They were trying to configure out what independence and freedom would look mm. like for them. And, and many how of they them, can grow. Right. Yeah. And many of them took, like you said, almost like this hybrid of mm. the two mm. and came up with these socialistic practices where there were some small levels of privatization. But for the most part, government was responsible for a lot of these other means. So essentially you're saying the United States is an overgrown teenager that we need to kick out of the house. Yeah, that for the for the sake of the world. That's what I'm saying for yeah. growth. For the sake of the world, right? And if, and if America is going, just imagine if she's seen as the leader of the world. Just imagine how much better the world could be if those value systems that America mm. promote were more communalistic and more equitable. Yeah. Then she, the influence that America has now. America could possibly influence these other nations because you see it happening with globalism. You have all these other nations trying to espouse and look like America as much as possible. So they try to implement and copy what we've done because America has been able to be to promote that this is success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and we need to lead because we can't be where we've been for the last 50 years because all of the other countries are now catching up to where we've been. Mm -hmm. We need to move forward and show where we can go. Uh, I there's a lot of ideas out there, a man. A lot of ideas. A lot of ideas. And, and, and this is bringing it to light. This whole yeah. corona situation is yeah. bringing these ideas to light. Uh, and it I, takes more discussions like this yes. from, from not just politics. I'm just talking about folks, people who have stakes in their communities. Well, we need leadership to yeah. participate in these yes. kind of communal conversations, right? Or maybe even redefine what a leader is because I think a lot of times people like us who just we just wanted to do a podcast let's say a lot of times and i don't think this is our situation but people like us people who are at home who have jobs who have other things they don't see themselves as leaders they see that they have to yield or submit to other leadership but they in fact can be leaders yeah Mm. yeah i think a lot of the times those are the leaders that we need the ones who don't see themselves as leaders because then they don't take on the power structures or espouse the power structures that these so-called leaders that we have now do yeah, I need an inner cooler for my brain. Mm. Mm. Three Kings at threekingstalk.com. <sighs> Holla at us, yo. Yeah, let us know what you feel. Let us know what you think. What do you think? Tell them something, yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> what, <what's... laughs> yes, sir. Three Kings at threekingstalk.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know where you think we should go. What are the, defin- the, the definitive uh, steps we should take to move forward given the light of the coronavirus yeah, situation. How you, how you feel about it out there? There you go. Peace, Kings. Peace, Kings. Love y'all. Love Good you too, man. <laughs>